How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 61 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today we are brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 10% off your first order. Built Bar. Good guys. Um, so today we are going to be talking about, uh, we're going to basically take sides between the owners and the players and uh, why everything's being held up. Obviously there are safety precautions that need to be considered, but uh, right now all the headlines are about money. So uh, hey, we're going to take sides. It's going to be great. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing today. Uh, I will, if we have time, I will talk about the Kiwoom Heroes a little bit, give you guys a little bit of an update, because uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the KBO's Kiwoom Heroes are the official team of the Locked On A's podcast. So uh, I, I will be giving periodic updates on the team, probably like once a week or so, uh, telling you guys who's hot, who's not, uh, how the team's doing, and that's basically it. So th- they'll be short recaps, because... Uh, they have not been on TV a whole bunch. They will be this weekend. I'll tell you when a little bit later. Um, so yeah, Kiwoom Heroes, because they're similar to the Oakland days. Therefore, they're our team. Uh, so that's who we're rooting for. Uh, before we get started, please follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at ByJasonB. And uh, you can email us any questions you guys have at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So, as far as labor relations go, uh, basically, we're looking at the owners uh, and the players. Okay, first, we'll go back in time to March when uh, everything started. Uh, the players and the owners made a, an agreement where the uh, the players would get prorated salaries for however many games they played. Uh, we've been looking at roughly a half, t- half uh, schedule. Uh, yeah, half the amount of games on the schedule. So, you're looking at like 81 games. They're looking at like half the amount of salary. They're like, okay, cool. That's the agreement. The owners are now saying, hey, how about we just share the revenue from the whole season? And uh, that that's stupid because they get a lot of revenue from people being in the stands. And there's probably not going to be people in the stands if there's baseball. So they're like, hey, how about we just divvy up this TV money, which isn't nearly as much. And uh, basically, we don't pay you nearly what your contract is worth. Uh, so that's what they're going with is trying to really undercut the players while also... Uh, here's the kicker. So I don't know if you guys have heard of this coronavirus thing, but, uh, it's infectious. Everybody's getting it. Uh, I should probably say that with less glee because it's a terrible, terrible disease, but the players are the ones that are going to have to, you know, put themselves at risk on the field and by traveling and their families are going to be at risk. And they're, the owners are really just trying to pay them like a quarter of what they're agreed upon salaries for the season should be. And uh, that's bullcrap. Well, you know what? That's bullshit. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't censor myself for labor relations. That's not me. So basically, the owners don't want to budge on uh, the players playing for revenue sharing, playing to protect the billionaires, uh, which is silly. Uh, okay. So basically, everything for me boils down to the billionaires don't want to pay the millionaires what they're supposed to be paying them because they're not going to be getting as much revenue. Okay, that makes sense. But also. There is the added uh, risk of coronavirus, where the players aren't immune to it. Uh, they can still get it. Mike Trout has a, you know, uh, a pregnant wife. There's a lot of people with small children, and maybe they're going to be seeing their parents or something like that. Or the players are going to be you know, kept in a little community, a bubble community, where they don't get to see their families. And uh, that. So here's where my issue is, I guess, is... 
if you're going to make the players go through more to earn their money, they should be getting at least the prorated salary that they agreed to because they're putting themselves at risk. They may be quarantined from their families and loved ones so that they don't get them sick, whereas the billionaires get to sit in their high castle and don't have to deal with any of this. So yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at. Maybe the billionaires don't need to make profits every friggin' year. That's fine with me. Name me a business in any field where you are guaranteed to make more money than you did the year before. Name one. Restaurants? No, they're shut down right now. They don't get any money. Uh, unless, I mean, they're not making nearly, they're ta definitely taking losses so that they can, you know, kind of feed the public and stuff. Uh, but they're not making money. They're hopefully breaking even at best. And uh, they have much less money to work with, I think. Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of industries that are being heavily affected and they don't have nearly the operational budget of billionaires and Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball made a ridiculous sum of money last year, somewhere in like the $30 billion dollars something like that, 24, 26. It was a bunch of billions of dollars that they apparently don't have for a rainy day now. They spent all of their billions from last season. And it's not like MLB owners can't just get this money back by selling the team. They'll make, depending on the franchise, at least $500 million, I think. Uh, it could be upwards of a billion dollars if you're talking about the Yankees. But yeah, uh, they can make their money back very quickly if they just want to sell and get out of this whole, you know, market. But maybe it's profitable to them long term. So maybe they should just pay the players. It's fine. And people are going to be ragging on the players for, you know, uh, everybody's taking pay cuts, this and that. And I understand that because they are making millions of dollars to play a game. I get that. Not everybody is making millions, but at the very least, they're making hundreds of thousands. I understand this. But... If you're looking at it from, you know, a, here, here's an example. Uh, the owners want to do the prorated salary, which is basically they get a sub amount of money split between the owners and the players. So they're, say you make, I'll, I'll put this easy. Would you rather have $1,000 uh, split between 30 people? Or would you rather have the part of $1,000 that's split between 1,200 people? Doesn't seem right, does it? Because the players are putting themselves at risk, putting their families at risk, uh, working under hardship, and uh, they had already agreed to a different salary. How come they have to, you know, pay the the actual bill so that the billionaires get to keep their big ass slice of the pie? That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so yeah, that's most of the rant that I've got for you. But I just do still have two more things here. Uh, the one is a clip of Mark Teixeira going around on ESPN saying that if he was a player right now, he would totally take the pay cut because we need to be out there for the people. Um, which is super easy to say once, you know, you're out of the battle. It's like being at a bar and starting a brawl and then the cops break it up and your uh, uh, brawling partner is taken away. You're like, yeah, that's right. I would have kicked your ass too. You're lucky they came. Uh... Not a great example, but you know, it's it's what came to mind. So thanks, Mark, to share for that totally tone-deaf uh, explanation of what you would have done if you were still a player, even though you already made... Let's look up his contract. I'm going to cut this real quick. All right, I'm back. He made $213 million in his career. Shut up, Mark Teixeira. That's stupid. He did say he would do it, you know, usually he's with the players, but under these circumstances, we need to really pull together and do it for the country, and uh, that 
seems like a loaded whatever it's fine um so basically if owners want to streamline their teams when this is all over go for it i do not care but there is an agreement in place for 2020 so you should really just abide by that agreement because that that's the agreement i don't understand you had one agreement the players already came to the table and conceded why do the players always have to be the one that concede? Why, why can't the owners do it? Why can't the owners give a little bit right here? I mean, again, the country's hurting, isn't it? How about the owners give up some of their billions of dollars? Why, why does it have to be the players? That's all I'm going to go with on that. We're going to talk about Bilt Bar again. Serenity now! 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 Hochi Mama! Hochi Mama! Thanks, Mr. Stanza. That made me feel a whole lot better. Uh, all right, so Built Bars. They are basically protein bars that taste like candy bars. Uh, they are delicious. As I told you guys in the last episode, I ordered my own box of just a, a, an assortment of them. Uh, hopefully those will come by next week, and then I can tell you about all of the flavors. There's a German chocolate cake, which I'm very excited about. Um... I still want to try that lemon meringue. Uh, I, I love lemon flavors. Um, but this is what they're doing to me. They're, they're making me think about these bars all the time. I mean, sure, I'm recording right now. But this happens uh, when my wife and I are just sitting there watching TV. I'm like, hey, I, I kind of want one of these. I, I need to go get one. Where you can get them is BuiltBar.com. And uh, with our promo code locked on, you can get $10 off your first order. So uh, you should probably do that. I went to Target to pick up some essential items today. I picked up one of the bars, and uh, not built bars. These are other bars. Uh, and uh, they had less protein, more sugar. I don't want that. I want a built bar. They have more protein, less sugar. That's great. That's a great combo. So if you're looking for a protein bar that's actually good for you, go to BuiltBar.com, enter our promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first box. Uh, I'll put a link to the website in the show notes. So all you got to do is whatever you're looking at right now on your phone, just uh, go down, click the link, and order yourself a box of Built Bars. It, it's that easy. It's We're making this as simple as possible. So click the link, get yourself $10 off. That'll be like 28 bucks. Not bad for a box of 16 Built Bars. This podcast is also sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24, Life Stories and Lessons from the Say Hey Kid. That's Willie Mays, folks. Uh, in this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares the inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history, the beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a foreword read by Bob Costas. You know Bob Costas. I talked about it yesterday. He had pink eye. Uh, and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea. John Shea, San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, he writes about the A's sometimes when uh, Susan Slusser takes the day off. So, you know, John Shea, you've probably read his work. Uh, whether you miss seeing your favorite players on the field this season or are looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 the, is the inspiring story of one of sports fans' favorite living legends. Hey, you remember the catch? Look it up. Uh, that, that was pretty fantastic. Anyways, buy the audiobook edition of 24 now wherever audiobooks are sold. There will also be a link to this in the show notes. Okay, so to wrap things up for today, we're going to talk about the Kiwoom Heroes, the Korean Baseball League organization that is, or uh, team, that is very similar to the Oakland A's. So they are, therefore, the official 
KBO team of the Locked On A's podcast. Uh, so as of well, Wednesday night, so they're going to play in the meantime here uh, in probably four hours or so because it is currently 10 o'clock. Um, Kiwum is currently in third place at 6-2 and two after dropping Wednesday morning's game 5 to nothing to the Samsung Lions. The Lions, not a great team. So, uh, you know, but it's baseball. You, you'll lose some games every now and then. The NC Dinos, who have been on ESPN quite a bit, uh, they are tied for the top spot with the Loti Giants. I'm going to go with Loti Giants at uh, six and one. I haven't been watching KBO stuff, but I keep up with the stats from Kiwum because Kiwum's not on ESPN yet. They will be this weekend on Saturday. So uh, set your DVRs, I guess. I don't know. Uh, they're going to be on at like a regular time, too. They're going to be on at 10 p.m. So you can actually watch the Kiwoom Heroes, the official team of the Locked On A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. <laughs> All right. So Kiwoom's playing at 10 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I don't think the Sunday game is televised. They do have a Monday scheduled recording. Uh, but I think that that's a replay of either the Saturday or the Sunday game. Not sure. Because they only broadcast six games. Yeah, it's a replay. Anyways, uh, they're going to be playing the LG Twins, who are a pretty decent team. They've also been on ESPN a whole bunch. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, some quick players that you should also know about. Uh, Sengsu Kim, he's number 24, and he is a reliever. He is one of only two pitchers on the team with more strikeouts than innings pitched. So uh, it's not a strikeout-heavy league is what I'm going with on this one. Uh, he's... Pitched a total of uh, five innings, or no, uh, three and two-thirds innings, and he has five strikeouts. He also has a 2.45 ERA and a uh, lackluster 1.36 whip. So, not a super great reliever, but I thought that that was interesting because, you know, in uh, Major League Baseball, strikeouts are king, and, you know, a K per nine rate of, you know, 11 or 12, or you're like, hey, this guy's pretty good. Or 14 if you're Josh Hader or something. Uh, this guy barely scratching nine and we're like that's the guy um yeah so there's there's him then there's uh ha song kim uh he is struck i i mentioned him in our uh i think it's i need a hero that podcast i forget what number that was probably like 57 58 somewhere in there um he is likely to be posted at the end of the year which means he is one of the team's better players uh and he has been struggling the last seven games he had a homer in the first couple of games but uh, he is currently on a 3-for-24 streak with a double, an RBI, and three runs scored. Um, since he's one of the best players, he's going to be posted most likely. Um, probably not going to be getting a huge amount of money. So, I mean, maybe if uh, if he's decent, he could be a Marcus Semien replacement if Semien signs somewhere else. Who's to say? Uh, the A's might be looking in a more uh, traditional approach to filling that spot or from internal options. Or, uh, hey, maybe they're going to shell out some money for Marcus Semien. That'd be nice. But uh, <laughs> as you heard in the uh, the first part of this episode, probably not going to happen because the owners are cheap bastards. So this one's explicit. <laughs> um, final, The final player that I'm going to talk about, he's number 51. It's Jung-Hoo Lee. Uh, he has been a, a big offensive force for the team so far. Keep in mind, they've played eight games. So he has two home runs, seven RBIs, and his triple slash line is he, he's hitting 333 with a 438 on base and a 
667 slugging. So, uh, you know, he, he's been pretty good for the team so far. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching them on Saturday. I am going to record that, even if I can't watch it live, because, I mean, 10's not that late. But, you know, uh, it's my wife and I's weekend, so we, we do things together. And watching Korean League baseball, not one of those things that uh, she enjoys. So, we're not going to be doing that. We're going to be doing something else. What it is, don't know yet. Um, so yeah, that is it for today. I will have the Mark Mulder trade retrospective uh, in the next day or two. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I don't know. Um, depends on how many things around the house I got to get done. So look for that one in your feeds in the next couple of days. Uh, to get it in your feeds, you got to subscribe to the podcast. So please do that. Please follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And you can email us any questions that you may have at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, that's all for today, I guess. Uh, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. I will bring the Mark Mulder trade retrospective to you guys soon.